And welcome back to another edition of the Podmen. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. Podmen are on. And uh, I, Brian, you, as you move closer to the microphone, uh, you may have slipped into a Podman Ron state where you just were in the open and you're talking to yourself, apparently. Uh, possibly, yeah. I got a picture of uh, some G.I. Joes that somebody uh, picked up, so I'm trying to, like, uh, 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 make a deal for the ones that I need. <laughs> Try not to get too excited. Well, we are, well, we are, <laughs> we are doing the podcast, and we've got a lot to talk about. I mean, it's been at least a solid month since we've uh, recorded, I would say. Does that sound about right? That sounds, at least three weeks. It's probably been about three weeks. Wow. Well, a lot has certainly happened news-wise in the has past it? three weeks. Has it really, though? We ha- we've had more people on the uh, In Memoriam section than we've ever had, I think. This has not been a kind 2022. Uh, but before we get to that, let's hit the news. And, Brian, if we can turn your attention to the news, we know. We know that <laughs> yeah, Brian is just face down in these uh, G.I. Joe figures trying to figure out what he needs here. Uh, a lot of stuff uh, announced uh, over the past three weeks or so. Uh, we have quite a list here. Starting at the top of the list, Godzilla TV on Apple TV. Uh, you know, it's uh, probably been the pretty, pretty early stages, but uh, uh, the big uh, green guy baby making a comeback here. Yeah, which is interesting because it seems like uh, the movie verse is moving along pretty well. I, I assume it would be independent of the movies. I, I don't know. I don't know. Is it kind of like a Disney Plus thing where, you know, it's uh, in canon with the movies? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think it just got announced that it was in development. So it's it has plenty of time to be canceled before it actually well, hits air uh, nowadays true. because there's a lot of that stuff it seems like happening around. I'm- I mean, honestly, what what can you do with a weekly Godzilla TV show? I mean, do we get the you know? Does what, he go what's out? What's he going to destroy now? Yeah. Well, you 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 focus just like The Walking Dead. You focus on the individuals that have to live in a world where Godzilla in a world is on a rampage. So in the last ten minutes or fifteen minutes that shows Godzilla, That's you just see a foot. That's all. Like, and like then, on episode three, like somebody standing in the street, and you see a foot crush him, and then move uh, on. But it never pans up. Yeah. See, I, you know, my I, if you go back a couple of years, my disappointment with the uh, second Godzilla movie was that they should have, or I guess it's the third one, that they should have kept with the monarch as using monarch, which was the agency tra- tracking all the giant monsters, use them like shield and you know focus right. on that, and then to your point, the monsters well, they, outside. So they, they even had like a like a uh, um uh, a their, ship, their, their yeah. flying base, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you know, no one listens to us on the pod men, do they? As far as what they should do, um, they'd be a lot better if they did, they, they would be a lot better off. Um, speaking of G.I. Joe, Brian, G.I. Joe and Transformers, IDW Comics, uh, another mashup coming? Yeah, so IDW, who's had the license for G.I. Joe and Transformers for like 15 years now, um, is they're losing the rights and it's going over to Skybound, which Skybound is is, uh, headed by uh, 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 Robert Kirkman. So Invincible is Skybound, Walking Dead is Skybound, right? Um, the thought, my thought with this was, if you, 
Hasbro probably at least there's a, a a thought process around you know if anybody can get GI Joe moved into a movie or into a television show, it's Kirkman. So if they're hitching their wagon to Skybound, uh, chances are that's probably pretty good for for GI Joe. Maybe not so much Transformers because Transformers has already you know made money at the box office. But I would love to see GI Joe as a television series instead of a uh, instead of a movie. You know, you got you, and actually, you could have multiple series. Like you could, yeah, have you could spin cool, off a lot of stuff from it, right? Yeah, yeah, different I teams. I don't understand why they don't, and, and and if they do it, if they ever do do a TV show, they just need to embrace the code names. The I don't want to say the silliness of the comics, but you know, they need to be true to the comics from the '80s, in my opinion. Well, and you could even, because G.I. Joe, it, it, you've got, it's, uh, you've got people that are, that are, you've got great characters on both sides of the fence. Really, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, a, de- a lot of depth on the bench on both sides of the fence, where you could say, okay, this is the Joe side of the story, and this is the Cobra side of the story, and even have two different shows. Um, we've mentioned it before, but there was a book that came out about eight years ago. Uh, called Cobra's Last Laugh, and it basically it's got Chuckles, who's um, one of the Joes, uh, goes undercover and basically infiltrates the Cobra organization. And so he was the only Joe that appeared in the book at all. Uh, but it basically took you around and introduced you to all of the Cobra characters. They're they're uh, um, you know even like people like Big Boa, who was uh, going to be Rocky Balboa. Do you guys know that story? Huh. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll tell you everything. But uh, like Big Bo was like the boxing guy. He, he was a goofy figure. He had like a helmet and uh, and and like suspenders and pants. And, Nothing and regulation, gloves, right? Nothing regulation. <laughs> he didn't go with a gun. He he just he had his boxing, boxing gloves. gloves. Okay, that makes sense. sense. But uh, so you even, like you even did a deep dive into that sort of stuff, and I think it went for like thirty ish issues. So yeah, you could have all right. Well, here's GI Joe. Here's Cobra. And have them merge together at some point, you know, but this is how you introduce everybody to both teams. Um, but like as a, as a uh, sidebar, Big Boa was supposed to be, they were going to do a Rocky Balboa action figure for GI Joe. Hmm. Did you guys know that? No. Yeah. I did. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they did Sergeant Slaughter and that was a big hit. And then they uh, did uh, Re- uh, Refrigerator Perry and that was a big hit. They were both mail um, and they were going to do uh, Rocky. And so it, it was going to be Rocky, and he was going to be wearing, like, a cutoff sweatshirt, and he, he was going to have the gloves and, and, like, just, you know, like, blue pants, like uh, uh, like sweatpants and shoes. And uh, because of Rambo getting a cartoon show, ah. <laughs> they pulled it back. They are like, no, you can't have Rocky. But Rocky was going to be a G.I. Joe action figure. Uh, and what they did was they retooled the figure to make him Big Boa. So, and they put a helmet on him. But, uh, that, but and that's why he's called Big Boa instead of Rocky Balboa. Ah, so well, there you go. There you go. Very cool. There you go. Little, little, little history G.I. lesson history. for you there. There you go. Uh, well, while we're on the cartoon bent, uh, there's yet another death in the Justice League family. Evidently, the new thing is they're going to kill off all the big members of the Justice League? 
Yeah, because it's the 30th <laughs> anniversary of Death of Superman. Oh, okay. So they just kill off all of them. Anyone that's close to Superman. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, anybody. So they're gonna instead of uh, killing off Superman, they're killing off everybody. They said one league member will survive, but they won't say who. And this is um, after uh, Bendis leaves the book. So Joshua Williamson's taking over the book, and that's going to be the first big story arc: his death in the Justice League. So. All right, we'll see how long that takes to reverse. Not long, I'm sure. <laughs> the Justice League go to the, goes to hell after the Suicide Squad kills them, I guess, right? Exactly. Very... Which that got postponed until 2023. Yeah. What Co- the... COVID. Uh, Justice League, uh, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Oh, that game? The game, yeah, it got postponed to 2023. So, that's okay. That's okay. Just make it good. Yeah, there you go. Uh, speaking of good, a Christmas story, a little, a little early or late, depending on how you look at it, but a Christmas story sequel, uh, is in the works with, and is it a, uh, age appropriate Ralphie? Is it old man Ralphie? Yeah. Uh, Peter Billingsley is supposed to be back as Ralphie, but you don't know if it's going to be set. In, I, I would assume it's going to be set in like the eighties. Yeah. Ever yeah. how he would have grown up. Right. As opposed yeah, cause to, the yeah. first one was set what in the fifties, right? Early 50s, so, I would guess, yeah. Yeah, early 50s, yeah. So so I'm assuming, yeah, it's going to be, he's like 40. He's probably more like 50, but uh, he's, he'll play 40 and it'll be set in 80s. It'd be cool if it was set in like 81, 82 when Christmas Story actually came out. <laughs> there you go. That would be interesting. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, it, the, it did have, uh, there was a Christmas Story sequel yeah, right. there was. And like, then there was uh, that was a, a sequel to Christmas Story that was called Christmas Story 2 or whatever. But but he was a teenager during that. Right. Yeah. And then there was there was another movie that was uh you know based off of the the writings of Gene Gene Shepherd or whatever, but it was it had nothing to do with Christmas, but I think it was Ralphie and his brother and all that stuff like at, at summer camp or something like that. But, but. here's the, here's the thing Considering that no one's practically heard of those, why are they making another sequel? It's not like anybody's going to exactly. I mean, I don't. I don't the the, the the Christmas Story fanboys are going to come out of the woodworks complaining about the uh, continuity. I think. Well, no, honestly, the only reason there's Christmas Story not my Ralphie. Uh, <laughs> the only reason there's Christmas Story fans is because TBS played it 24 hours a day on Christmas Day, and it was the big. A big deal to oh yeah, I watch Christmas Story on Christmas Day because they played it twenty four hours. I, when it came out back in the eighties, no one gave a shit about it. It did terrible at the box office. So there's the Debbie Downer in the <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, uh, maybe you'll be more excited about another favorite fan favorite returning King of the Hill. I am very excited about King of the Hill. Now is this another? Is this like the Godzilla TV show? This was just. Kind of announced as, hey, we're going to be doing this, but it's maybe take a couple of years. They've been talking about this for several years. You know, they finally finally got everybody on board, I guess. I mean, everything from the 90s is getting revived anyway. So this is a show that, hell, if The Simpsons could last as long as they did, King of the Hill should have. It was a great show. It It never jumped the shark. It was always good. Well, speaking of jumping the shark from the 90s, Joss Whedon. Uh, again, this is a month old, but issued kind of an apology 
Uh, he did. <laughs> in his mind, I think he did. <laughs> he basically well, yeah. said, uh, that woman doesn't understand English, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it is. Yeah, he said, uh, this is, this is what it, the quote says. So uh, he, he addressed the rumors that he threatened uh, Gal Gadot uh, in, in her career in, um, in Justice League. But he said uh, his response was, I don't threaten people, said Whedon. Who does that? He added, Eng- English is not her first language. I tend to be annoyingly, annoyingly flowery, in my, flowery in my speech. Uh, let's see. Uh, what uh, the director then jokingly said that if Gal Gadot wanted uh, to get rid of it, a certain uh, scene, she would have to tie him to a railroad track and do it over his dead body. Uh, we explained. Then I was told that I had said something about her dead body and try tying her to a railroad track. Uh, Gal Gadot responded by saying in an interview, saying, "I understood perfectly." So. Very confusing. Yeah. Very confusing. His, his apology is uh, she doesn't speak English yeah. very well. Women. Well, actually, you know what? The way he said it, that he said he said it, makes more sense than if he would have said that to her. But, you know, uh, didn't he call uh, Ray Fisher a bad actor, too? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and Ray Fisher, I don't think he's been in anything else. <laughs> so maybe, maybe he was onto something there. I don't know. I kid, I kid, of course. Uh, but it does kind of make, I mean, uh, I haven't watched, rewatched Buffy in a long time, but even like the first Avengers or something, it kind of, it puts a stigma on everything that Joss Whedon touched a little bit, doesn't it? Knowing that he's a, a creep. I mean, again, we were talking beforehand, well, pretty much everybody in power is going to be a little bit of a creep, but when you know they're a creep or highly suspect they're a creep, it makes it worse. It's better if we didn't know. Well, a lot of it, <laughs> Stuff, I, stuff I've learned about, you know, about him since all this was, you know, he worked on Roseanne and everything, but his parents were like big time writers in Hollywood. So everything he kind of got in those early days was kind of like given to them. So everybody says he's always been kind of a, kind of a spoiled brat. Uh-huh. Then, then he got Buffy and kind of took with it and, you know, he became a celebrity on, in his own right because of Buffy and, his ego just got even worse. So, but you know, whatever. He made good TV. Fuck it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, a little bit. So we've seen bits and pic- pieces of pictures of uh, Secret Invasion of uh, Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Game of Thrones lady, and maybe even a little bit of hint that Happy. Was a scroll the whole the whole time? Part of the time? Some of the time? When he was dating Aunt May time? When was Happy a scroll? Yeah, well, so they said in Iron Man 3, the original script had a happy die. Like uh, when uh, he's in front of Man's Chinese Theater and oh, okay. the, the guy with the... Um, Somebody blew uh, something could, up. They blew him up that he died in that scene. And uh, But, you know, then you find he's in the hospital. Well... Uh, if you're looking for, so the big rumor now, or the big sort of fan theory is that he did die and was replaced with a scroll even then. And so, uh, ever since that scene, Happy's been a scroll. Cause at some point you've got to have the big, you know, when we get into the secret war TV show, you got to have the big, 
holy shit, he yeah, was a something happened a while back. Yeah, yeah, you got it's just too it's too rife and too easy to just go back in and say, oh, Happy was a scroll the whole time, right? Especially since all the scrolls we've seen in the Captain Marvel, Marvel movie are complete doofuses. So. <laughs> The, maybe they uh, take um, on a little personality when they change shapes or something. Maybe so, maybe so. But t- what was the one, Talos? What was yeah, that scroll? Something like that, yeah. yeah. What a goob. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you've got to go in and say, all right, who, how do we have that that shock? That You know, so uh, easy one is going to be him, right? Uh, you you kind of go through the MCU and go, who who could they replace and say was a scroll all along that would still be like Maria Hill? Like, you could easily say Maria Hill was a scroll, uh, and that's, you know, uh, uh, or Sharon Carter or something like that. Something that, that is going to come be used in the Secret Invasion show, which you, you assume is going to be really heavily shield and sword driven. Right. So, yeah. PMR, do you have any picks for who might be a scroll? Uh, have to be a uh, good choice. Uh, I still I'm thinking on uh, Black Widow as well. The one that died. You know, the one that died. Yeah, I, I'm actually. Uh, I mean, why not? That would be a way to bring her back. Well, well, you could also you. Well, this would be a nice twist. You could come back and say the the Black Widow that died was a scroll. Uh, but that's uh, but the Black Widow that didn't die, the one that the scrolls took and used to to copy her, because that was the whole storyline in the comic, was they needed right. their DNA on file, so they didn't, they didn't kill them, they had them all on this ship, mm-hmm. right, where they had access to their DNA. But you could say, well, the Black Widow um, that they uh, that died was a scroll, but the original is still alive, but she never turned good. She's still... Yeah, uh, yeah that could be Clint Barton, you know, was actually the one that he became friends with and is the one that was a script. That would be a good idea. That would actually be kind of cool. That would be a really cool twist in all that. Yeah, and then the, and the one that comes back was always evil. She never she never joined the Avengers. She was always a Russian spy. Wow. Yeah, so. actually, that would be a good, that'd be a really big twist. Another gimme from the Podman. There you go. There you go, Marvel. Oh, I swear to God, won't they listen to us? They never That'll listen. That would be something It'll be like, you know, fucking. Uh, uh, They'll introduce know. a character at the beginning of the first episode and expect you to be shocked at the end of the episode. When they're <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Well, well in all honesty, the comic book did the same way. The comic book had every opportunity to really fix a lot of stuff back then. And they did really did nothing. I mean, they fixed like Mockingbird coming back to life. And that was pretty much the big fix of all of that. You know, during that time, that's when Captain America was dead. They could have fixed him. They could have fixed all the shit going on with the Vision. They could have fixed the crappy beast. I mean, they could have fixed all kind of like <laughs> 20 years crappy worth of beast. crappy uh, Marvel decisions over the years. They could have retconned it, fixed it all. But uh, they, they, they did one thing was bring Mockingbird back during all that. That was a historically that's been a win for DC though. Maybe not in recent years. But historically, when DC would have a crisis, they would actually go and try and fix, like, everything. Yeah, and I think that's how you should do it. I, and it, I was so pissed during that because I thought this was – I thought Secret Invasion was a cool storyline and a great idea to retcon stuff. That, you know, terrible editorial decisions and character changes over the past 
you know, 20 years that they had done, I'm like, okay, this is where they're going to do it. This is a smart move. And they did They did nothing. Uh, it was like, are you kidding me? This is, this is horrible. So, well, imagine being a writer in that room. Like, cause you know, they go off these conferences and stuff and, and, and it's like, Hey, you can do this. You can do this. You can fix this. You can fix that. Fix that. And you know, somebody said that and right. they're like, nah. yeah, it's too much work. Yeah. I mean, it's like, really? Come on, man. Redcon this crap that y'all done. But so I'm hoping they, they do a little bit more shock value with the TV show than they did in the comic book. Because there was really no big shock values in the comic book whatsoever. So looking forward to it still. Five out of five. Five out of five. Uh, and finally in news, uh, D, uh, DC, 007. Uh, who is this Stringer Bell, Brian? I'm, I'm unfamiliar with this ah, human being. Selva. Oh, oh okay. That's why I was like, this. "Who is this person?" Okay, is, is that confirmed? Is it confirmed? No, they but they have said that he's not, he's in the running. Like he, they confirmed the that Idris Elba is on the list of uh, he's yeah. on the call sheet. I, you know, I've always said that I would love Idris Elba to be James Bond, but I think he's getting a little old now. So I know. I don't know why they keep going with these old actors. They'll um, probably make him M. No, they they better not. They get a backlash, but I think they I think he'd make a perfect James Bond, but uh I think it's they're probably about ten years too late. Yeah. But yeah, Stringer Bell is is uh, his character from The Wire. Um that he everyone's everyone yeah, other than the than than two of the three of us on the podcast yeah, exactly. would know immediately who Stringer Bell was. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right, uh, casting-wise, who, who's who in the casting world, Brian? Uh, we got some rumors today, and I, God damn it, I, I don't understand what Sony's <laughs> doing, but uh, uh, they've <laughs> announced today that uh, Dakota Johnson is uh, rumored to be cast as, uh, would you get? Would you like to guess who, PMR, in the Spider-Man universe? Dakota Johnson. It's got to be. Don Johnson and uh, Melanie Griffiths. Yeah. I know, uh, um, Spider Girl. Like cat. Black cat? Nope. May Parker? Madam Web. Madam Web. Ex- finally. Madam Web's an old lady. And it's not just, it's not like she's going to be it's Madam Web. Lame, so there's that too. It's not that she's going to be Madam Web. In Spider-Man Four, or Madam Web, she's in... getting her own movie. She's getting her own movie. Oh, thank God! What? Finally. What? Hashtag <laughs> finally. Is it going direct to uh, streaming? I mean, no one's gonna go watch that. No one is gonna go pay money. The, the movie you've the... all been waiting for. Madam Web. Now, other people are theorizing that it's they just have they they're the castings there. But she'll actually be a character in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man Three. But the way the reports uh, it's being reported right now, she's going to be in her own Madam Web movie. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what's going to bring cinema back. That's what's going to mm. bring people back into the movie theaters. So, you know, uh, I I don't know what Sony's doing. They they Marvel's like. Here we're gonna give you all this on a silver platter, 
and they're like, okay, thanks, but we're just gonna do our own thing and make Madam Web. Yeah, here's here's the biggest grossing movie you've ever made. Yeah. On a platter, and uh, and oh, let's greenlight Madam Web. Let's follow yeah. it up on Madam Web. Let's, oh. People love Spider-Man, so makes sense. Wait till you see Morbius. Yeah. Uh, Sony just is like, uh, you know, the first time diving off a diving board. They kind of come up like, nah, they go close. No, they're going to go back. I mean, Morbius is. literally fixed their Spider-Man problem. Literally fixed it. Gave them two two Spider-Man. They gave them two opportunities to tell two different Spider-Man stories, and they just chunk it out and say, ah, fuck it, we're gonna go with Madam Web. People want to see Silver Sable. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Now, there was another little tidbit of news. I didn't post it to you guys. I don't know if you saw it. But uh, it was, I found it weird, and we commented on this, that it was like, why was there only five villains in Spider-Man Far From Home? Right. You know, uh, because the Sinister Six is such a big deal. You know, in, in the Spider-Man universe. Well, there's production um, st- stills, but production art uh, um, uh, that's leaked that shows Mysterio fighting oh. Doctor Strange uh, at the top of the uh, uh, um, Captain America uh, statue. Statue of Liberty. Or Statue of, yeah, the Captain America <laughs> statue. So there's there's production or pre-production artwork that shows Mysterio fighting Doctor Strange. So you know it was going to be that he it was revealed that he didn't die, and that was going to be your sixth member of uh, Sinister Six. Uh, and then it just got I guess they, it got so convoluted they just they just kind of well and honestly they should have just gotten rid of if they weren't going to have six they might as well have just gotten rid of Lizard and Sandman because they didn't yeah, add anything yeah. to the plot. But uh, but yeah. So at one point it was supposed to be six with Mysterio. Yeah, that, yeah, that never made sense to me why they didn't do just to add one more person. I mean, just one more. That's all you need. One more villain to turn one good, more? just to turn their heart around a little bit. One more person. That's all. That's all. Uh, speaking of turning people's hearts around, Picard. Uh, a new Picard trailer to make you warm your old heart there, Podman Ron. Uh, you love Star Trek, Podman Ron. I did. You did. I did. I did. And you know the what? The first 50 years of my life, I did. Yeah. The, they gave you too much Star Trek, maybe. That's what, that's what Sony needs to learn. Too much Spider-Man is a bad thing. We don't need this extended universe of Star Trek. No, if it was done right, they could do it. But I don't know what the fuck they're doing with all this shit. Now. So tell me about what what's going on with Picard. This is season three, season two. Season two. Uh, looks like it's going to be a time travel story. He's coming back to nothing says low budget. Twenty twenty two. He's got to come back to twenty twenty two. Interesting. To uh, to do something for you know whatever year it is twenty nine hundred twenty nine. <laughs> No, I think it really is twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he's coming back for that, and uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, Picard went off the rails last the, the that first in season, season one. That, that was two years ago. I cannot believe that was two years ago. That's how time is flying so fast. But uh, you know, when 
when he dies at the end of his show and they put his body in a robotic body <laughs> and they age they tell him that they've aged him to to uh, uh, to his uh, appropriate age it's uh, what the fuck is that i mean this was an opportunity to to cast a young person as picard and maybe you know have old picard guest star every once in a while but nah, they Young they Tom Hardy, stuff. yeah. You know, we aged you to uh, the fit. To to chef's to kiss perfection. <laughs> yeah, to seven <laughs> minutes before you died. Yeah. Like, what the, to what the fuck did you do that? What? What, what are you, numbskulls? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's like they had the perfect opportunity to, to, <laughs> to, to bring some new life into it and give you, you know, uh, five more seasons of this show. Nah, we're... Yeah, I just make it Patrick Stewart again. Good enough. Imagine you have died. Okay, you you die at ninety years old. All the aches and make a way to save your soul and put it into a robotic body. And when you wake up, you're still a fucking ninety year old man. And you go, (laughs) what the fuck? And they tell you that, oh, you're you're gonna age, you know, to your appropriate death age at like a hundred or something. And you're like. Why? Why'd you do that? Why? Make it so. Not maybe twenty-five again. And they bring. I would have taken forty at this point. All the maladies, all the all the the back pain, all the back pain, bladder problems. Yeah, don't worry, it's all there. Send me back to a synthesized arthritis. I'm not gonna miss out on pissing in the bed or anything. Send me back to my spry (laughs) forty-eight. I mean, that was the, the most absurd storytelling I've ever heard when they explained that to him. And I'm like, what? If they didn't have a hair on their ass as a writer, if they didn't have Picard go, well, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Why did y'all do that? Why did y'all make me 90 again? Who? Uh, so in last season, refresh my memory, who was, uh, was it before? Was B four the one that was, uh, it, or, or was that uh, Noonie and Soon? That was Noonie and Soon's son. Okay. So that was the way they bring back Brent Spiner with, without have you know an aged Brent Spiner. So. Okay. Um. Yeah. It, and then let's not even talk about Data. You know, he died. He'd been living in this computer all these years, but he just wants to die. It's like, well, can y'all not put Data in a, a body? All these years, <laughs> y'all couldn't put in a body. <laughs> they had a body right there. They had a body. But Fuck <laughs> It made no goddamn sense. Well, you're None getting to season two. So I'm hoping season two makes a little bit more sense. I just hope they reference those fucking whales. They've got to. What the hunchback whales? Yeah, the, well, they, yeah, he's the whales got, that Kirk stole. Right, he, they, in '84. Somewhere along the line, he's got to go by an ocean or an aquarium or whatever, and there's got to be a and Picard kind of mug at the camera or something like that. And, <laughs> I, would, I would love for him to walk by, and there's two. Have you seen? This? Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen these whales? And they're aged. The whales are aged. 
digitally aged to, to what they would look like in 2022. That would be great. <sighs> Picard, you wily bastard. <laughs> you know why? If they're going to write shit like that, then they might as well just do shit. Yeah, embrace it, right? <laughs> embrace the absurdity. Why look, here's the thing. It could just be a one-off. He's They walk past the uh, San Diego Zoo or wherever it was, and there's a there's a, just a missing person sign up, but it's it's the two uh, hunchback whales. Yeah. Or if they don't want to do the whales, they could do the girl that left with her. You know. Yeah. But, or even just true. the names of the whales, because weren't they like you know Bernie and Max or something like that? It was like yeah. normal human names, so it'd be pretty. Oh, yeah. Gracie and George and Gracie. Or oh my yeah, god! Yeah, George and Gracie. That's I think. So, yeah, that's so sad. That's so oh, sad. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the other could be a person of interest with his his headband, his headband. and the robe. A person of interest in the in their disappearance. Maybe leading a cult. That would be great. Suspected cult leader steals <laughs> whales. Uh, what else you got, Brian? A, a Halo trailer. So what what is Halo about here? Uh, so Halo's uh, Microsoft. Uh, came out on the first xbox uh it was their big uh core title was halo and it's you know it's aliens it's uh space marines there's uh, uh it master chief is the main character right and there's like an alien invasion and there's artifacts and and all that good stuff but master chief's really well known people love that character and those those games we're up to uh we've had five games Five core Halo games. You had uh, uh, the new, newest one being Halo Infinity. And uh, now we're, for a long time, they were trying to make a Halo TV series or Halo movie that... Um, Hello Kitty. Not Guillermo del Toro. Um, uh, Lord of the Rings guy. What's his name? Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson was a tie to. And... Uh, when it got when the when the Halo movie got squashed, uh, that's when they they used a lot of the, of the effects that they had, and stuff they had created for the movie in uh, District Nine. Oh, okay. With uh, was it Neil uh, Blomkamp? Yep. So, uh, but yeah, so District Nine ended up being sprung out of all the the all the pre production stuff Weta did for the hot for the Halo oh, movie became okay. that. And uh, they've been trying to get, and then Peter Jackson left. They've been trying for years to get Halo, and now Halo is going to be on uh, Paramount Plus. So, oh, okay, along with Picard. It's, and it's, yeah, with Picard. Makes it starts sense. in March. So, so they're finally launching something that's not Star Trek driven. All right. So, they're branching out. All right. They're yeah. <laughs> branching out. Uh, it was a good trailer. It was like a four minute trailer. Oh, wow. I saw a lot. So, all right. But, well, uh, hopefully, a brand new franchise to love. And uh, Master Chief's being played by Porn Stash. Good. Pablo Scriver. Did oh, you okay. watch Orange is the New Black? I never saw that. Yeah, no. I'm trying to think of the, the guy. I mean, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. yeah Porn Stash is playing Master Chief. Although you never see Master Chief. Right. I was about to say, he's kind of a Mandalorian type character, right? Yeah, he's he's a he's a Mando character, not a not a Boba Fett. Like, <laughs> okay. can somebody hold this helmet, please? You either go Commando or Mando. <laughs> That's right. Keep it Mando all on or, or let it all loose. 
There you go. That's perfect. All right. You can put that on the Instagram there, Brian. I'll let you have that. Mando or Mando. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, head to head downtown to Memoriam Town. So many, so many great people we've lost uh, over the past uh, several weeks here. Uh, starting with my person, Yvette Mimo. Uh, I first came to know her from the 1950s classic Where the Boys Are about some Midwestern girls going on spring break finding love where she played the, uh, you know, the, the girl that got in trouble. The, uh, whore. the whore of the group, yes. <laughs> you figured that Paula Prentice would end up being the whore, but no, it was Yvette. Uh, but you guys likely know her as Kate, somebody or another, from The Black Hole. She was the female in the show? She was the only female in the show in The Black Hole. How about that? What, about six months ago? Yeah, and you loved it. Terrible movie. You were just Good waiting for... Terrible oh. movie. Oh, great robots, terrible movie. Great robots, terrible movie. Oh, God bless her. She was also in the Time Machine uh, movie the, from the 60s. You so she was... Sad, though, is I, I didn't even hear that she had died. So, there. Well, that. you know what? That's why you listen to the podcast. You just reminded me of this, Brad. For the next podcast, because you mentioned the Time Machine, I bought it like six months ago and have not watched it. I'm watching Time After Time. Oh, okay. You know what? That's awesome. Yeah. Podman Ron remembers when he was 16 years old, it was an awesome movie. I'd like, I want to hear what you think. Because I've watched it maybe like 10 years ago, and it was painful to get through. I mean, great concept. Yeah, I'm watching time after time. Great concept. Okay, well, you can, after that, you can watch Somewhere in Time and let us know how those time travel movies go for you. Okay. All right. That's it. There you go. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, when did this chick from Black Hole die? Uh, three weeks ago. It didn't make the major news, did it? Uh, well, we're talking about it. <laughs> we, yeah, some people were aware of it. Not many, <laughs> but some. Some people were aware of it. All right. The other, uh, the other person uh, that passed away recently, Meatloaf. Uh, Meatloaf from uh, all your favorite uh, songs in the seven or eighties, late seventies, early eighties. Late seventies, yeah. Bad out of hell. Bad out of hell. That was it. Yeah. Bad out of hell. What was the? Uh, I, would I would do, do anything, anything for love. For love. Uh, and then gained a little bit of notoriety. But I won't wear a mask. No, he will not wear a mask. <laughs> Oh, meatloaf. I mean, it's, it's, it's confirmed that he died from COVID complications, right? I think so. But again, yeah, you know, <laughs> facts are sketchy. We're on the mask, on the mask thing real quick. Did anybody watch Let's that? get a little yeah, political. Well, well, no, no, no. Did anybody watch the uh, season premiere of South Park Wednesday night? It no. was pajama day. And... Uh, the town was uh, in support of these kids who who weren't, weren't allowed to wear their pajamas, and so it was like half the town wanted pajamas, the other half uh, didn't want to wear them, and it, it was pretty funny. It was like everybody was calling each other Nazis. And <laughs> <laughs> it was like you know beating each other up because you're not wearing your pajamas. You can't come in here without pajamas on. That's pretty good. And, yeah, it was really it was really funny. They were just making fun of both right and left. 
show. As well they still, should. Still a strong show. Still a good show if you haven't been watching it lately. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure right, Meat, Meatloaf would have loved it. Also gained notoriety for uh, playing a very bit role in uh, Fight Club as a transsexual. Uh, I don't know what he was. He, what uh, type of uh, addiction he had, but he was in the uh, like the AA meetings or whatever to, uh, stuff. Was he transsexual or didn't he just have like man tits? Oh, maybe I don't know. It's you know what question for the ages. I never understood Fight Club. I didn't really get it. Maybe he wasn't even really there. Uh, Speaking of old fat people with really big tits, Louis Anderson died too. (laughs) Uh, Louis Anderson's dad. And, uh, I mean, he was a big comedian uh, in the 80s, it felt like. Kind of went away. Was he? I think he played eighties. Like he had his heyday, but like after he had uh, his own cartoon for Christ's sake. He did have his own cartoon. Just to say there was Little Louie, but uh, you know that and Family Feud. So oh yeah, it was about about Family Feud. You're right. It was about six years between uh, Coming to America and Little Louie, where he was uh, he was beloved. And then Ray Combs left the feud. Yep. And uh, Louis Anderson moved into the feud. And until, I mean, he had a resurgence, what, with blankets? Blanket, uh, yeah. Or blanket, no, baskets. Baskets. Yes. That's right, baskets. There's fantastic. a comic book called Blankets. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, baskets. Yeah. yeah, he was fantastic in baskets and may have, I'm sure he, he was nominated for some Emmys. I don't know if he won. I think I he think did. I think he actually won. I think he did as yeah. well, yeah. Uh, but well, yeah, he's fantastic. In baskets, in baskets is uh, that show run its course? Because I'm looking for another show to watch. So yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's over. It it was. I loved the first season. I liked it, the whole thing. But it kind of you had to stick with it. Okay. Maybe Have well, you watched Ozark yet? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. The new season it's out. Yeah, I watched it. I, I okay. binge through that. That was really good. Uh, I, I just part two's got to come out. Awesome. Uh, absolute Alex keeps talking about the chosen. Yeah, we should we need to watch keeps, that and review that. Keeps blowing us up about the chosen. All right. Well, speaking of chosen, uh, Howard Hessman was chosen to come home recently too. Mm-hmm. From, uh, Dr. Johnny Fever from uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. Probably wouldn't know. Enough. Alex wouldn't know who he is, but uh, he might. Also in Doctor Detroit. I'm sure he's also. Found... also Head of the class. Head of the class. Head of the class. Man, that's pretty much it. No, he was in a handful. He was in a lot of stuff, I imagine, right? Without looking at. I like. I like Howard Hessman. Howard Hessman was good. Yeah, he was a good guy. He was a good actor. Um, Here's some information. Uh, Oh gosh. uh, Apple Watch. My Apple Watch just opened up a uh, Wikipedia about Howard Hessman. Oh, okay. Here's some information about Howard Hessman. Thank you, uh, uh, Apple Watch. I can't get you to open when I really need you to, but... Yeah, you're talking about Harry. I've fallen and I can't get up. Here's yeah. some information <laughs> they might be interested in. <laughs> all right, so hopefully that's it for all the dead people. Uh, at least dead people in real life, but people are dying on the big screen as it's we... It's going to be another uh, 2016 where everybody... Uh kicked off in 2016 you remember that year that was like a bloodbath of a year man bloodbath of a year 
It was, man. And this one's starting off strong. I mean, it's not good. It ain't Bob good. Bob Saget, Ben White. Well, Betty White was literally last year, but Bob Saget, Meatloaf, Louie Anderson, fucking Howard Hessman. Everybody we just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, you bet them up. All right. Speaking oh, of. That was like. That's, PMR complains about Rocky. Rocky, uh, <laughs> the, the flashbacks, or, or and, it's yeah. a, a montage like five minutes after the first montage, it yeah. references the, <laughs> he first, does the same first... thing. A lot of people have died, yeah. <laughs> Louis Anderson, let's recap that again. <laughs> All right, so uh, speaking of bloodbaths, Heading out to the movies, and I believe you two boys went and saw Scream. Scream 6, Scream 7, Scream 5. What Scream is it's this? Five. Scream 5. Scream 5. Okay. And? Yeah, did you see it, Peter? I did. I did. All right. Yeah, well, I, I was forbade from talking about it in the last episode. Exactly. I'll let you, I'll let you talk about it. You saw it. <laughs> you saw it first, or you yeah. talked about it first? Well, what you think? So, what? so Scream 4... Uh, it's interesting. Uh, I watched Scream Four before I watched this. Scream Four is not referenced at all in this movie, other than the sheriff, who is the deputy in Scream Four, uh, um, is now the sheriff, right? right? And suddenly she's got a son, which was never spoken about in, in Scream Four, and all she did was keep hitting on Dewey in Scream Four. So in my I'm mind, I'm a single mom, or maybe that was Dewey's illegitimate son. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah. And so what they did was, you know, in reference back to the first movie, they went and said, uh, um, they established the rules instead of establishing the rules about a, a final girl horror type movie or, uh, or slasher film, they established the rules about a, um, a requel, right? So it's, it's not a sequel, right? Okay. Or it's a sequel, but they need, but the cast is aged too much, and they need they need a reboot. But people hate reboots, and so they kind of coined the term "it's a requel." And so the so they mirror the scene from the first movie where where um, Randy goes over the rules of how to survive a slasher film. They do this. It's you know, it's uh, how do you reboot a slasher film? Okay. How do you it, it with a requel? And so it's really meta the scene and everything, which. I enjoyed that part. Everybody in the film had a counterpart in the first movie. Yeah. So you see Randy's sister again, which she appeared, I think, in Scream 2. Um, but she has two kids, and so Randy's niece and nephew are there. Um, you've got the climax is at Stu's house. So, you know, so they they're they're having the – a knife fight in the kitchen where Billy and Stu were trying to kill Sydney. You know, so you see that, which is pretty cool. You realize it's Stu's house. Um, you've got uh, who? What other characters do we have that were from the first film, or from the from the preceding films, other than the final girl, which that was kind of a twist. Are, are, are you going to give a spoiler here? Yeah, we got spoilers. So if anybody hasn't seen it, uh, yeah, be be prepared now. It really wasn't a twist because it was an early. It was early, but yeah, yeah. yeah so you find out that, and I don't remember her name. She was like the the worst part of the film. She was really, she really dull. She was not very charismatic <laughs> at all. Uh, but the Sydney for this, who I can't remember whose name, 
it, you find out she's actually um, Billy Loomis's daughter. Illegitimate daughter, yeah. Illegitimate daughter, yeah. She's <laughs> Billy Loomis's illegitimate daughter. So during the, the Scream movie, when he's banging uh, Dev Campbell, he was also mm-hmm. banging this mom. So this yep. girl got pregnant. So. And so uh, Billy appears like you know to her, like he'll be in a mirror image, like nodding and giving her a wink, you know. Uh, and it's like the whole movie; it's like she's resisting the urge to murder people. But uh, it was uh, it was pretty good. Um, if they're gonna make it, and I guess they greenlit Scream Five today, or Scream Six okay. today, okay. yeah, uh, they're gonna have to do something about punching up the main character because she's no Sydney. Like, uh, in fact, um, the one that played Randy's um, niece, who's also one of the main characters in Yellow Jackets, right? Uh, she would be a better final girl. Like, she was a lot more charismatic, you know. Um, uh, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But well, here, the dynamic in this one is the, the, first, the opening minutes of the, of the uh, show or the movie uh, you've got the Drew Barrymore character that, you know, the, the, and it's what we saw in the trailer where Ghostface is trying to kill her. Uh, but the twist is he doesn't kill her. She lives. And then you find out that her sister uh, is the Sydney and she's brought in from, uh, like, she's, because she's in her 20s. She gets brought in um, because her, uh, her teen sister was almost killed. So I guess you could spin it where it's the it's the younger sister is the main character, but uh, um, yeah, the younger sister is not related to Billy in any way, but the older sister is. So I, I felt like I like the movie. I always like the screams because of the, the the connections they have to the previous ones and stuff. And but I, I found this one a little boring, a little predictable in terms of. I knew it was two killers, of course. I knew it was going to be one of them was going to be that female because the killer kept getting his ass kicked. I mean, they barely hit it and it fall down, the killer. I mean, so I was like, okay, it's probably going to be a woman, one of them. And then I figured out it was that girl's boyfriend like halfway through. I was like, okay, you know, if it's two killers – it's understandably that he's attached himself to her because she knows it's his daughter and that's why her boyfriend. So, and it all played out like that. So it just seemed a little predictable. Um, they're saying that the fans are really got a bat on to have Stu come back that he never died. You know, that he's been in a coma or he's been, in jail all these years that you know tv falling on his head that wasn't enough to kill him and like the fans are really chopping at the bit for him to make a comeback so which would have been cool if you know if they would have done it this movie but now that all the fans are wanting it it just seems like yeah it'll be kind of a letdown if that's what they do for the next movie yeah but Stu was the most uh, probably the most enjoyable part of the of the oh yeah but he first movie so best and, kill. And- Matthew Lillard, I mean, he's he's still doing oh, stuff like you know, yeah, Lillard's great. But uh, like I'm saying, it's like I would have enjoyed it if it would have been a surprise. Oh, great! Oh, god, that's stupid. But now he wants it, and everybody's like talking about it's you know bringing Stu back. 
if they were to bring it back, it would just be kind of that's kind of a it's it's okay. Um, I hated that spoiler here that Dewey died. Um, I thought that was kind of an unnecessary death in a weird way, and I hated the way that he was just like a a putz living in a trailer after all this time. You know, it was like just uh, didn't really do much to the character. He just was there just to, just to die for no reason at all. Didn't really move anything forward. So, you know, you established that Sydney's in a, a family outside of this state now. And uh, so you're, you're wondering if that's going to play in, in the next movie. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, they've, they've really opened the gate for, you know, for a lot of stuff to continue these, but, I hope they don't just keep doing the same old, same old. You know, they got to change it up a little bit. Well, they tried to change it up too much in Scream 4. They did. Scream 4, which is funny, they don't reference it at all in Scream 5. And Scream 4 was a pretty... Do you know what happens in Scream 4, Brad? I do not remember it whatsoever. You're introduced to Sydney's niece, which I didn't know Sydney's... Cousin, that's right. It's Sydney's cousin. Yeah, it's her aunt's daughter. But uh, you know, the aunt was never referenced in any of the old movies. It's you know, uh, when Sydney's dad dies, you know, she didn't go live with with uh, uh, the aunt. So uh, it's kind of weird, like uh, that. Suddenly they've tacked on this other character, uh, and it's like, well, obviously they're tacking on the character because they're it's tied to the killer. So. But the big reveal at the end of Spring Four is that uh, it's Sydney's cousin that's, that is the killer. So you think that they're setting her up as the new final girl, uh, and she's not. She's actually one of the two killers. So, so yeah. what do you what do you uh, what do you give this one? I'll give Screen Five a three. Wow. Okay. Worth seeing. Okay. Worth yeah, seeing. Out of five. Uh, a one out of five? Five out of five. Yeah, right. I'll give, I'll give it a three also. Okay. So not, not that bad. We'll see. It's like one of those movies that you've seen them all, so you're, you're going to continue to go see them. It's still fun. I mean, it's still a fun movie to watch, but it's always kind of fun to try to guess who's who, you know who's going to be end up the killer because they, you know, they always introduce like four or five characters in it. You you know they give you kind of throw you red herons all through the movies, but I, I thought this was a little bit more predictable than usual. Well, all right, uh, but well, I'm sure you'll you, so you'll you'll go see Scream Five or Six or whatever. Six, six, six. Yeah, all right, all right. Well, uh, the other movie we have here, I've I've actually watched it as well. Nobody, have you watched Nobody yet? Pod I want to see. So I do want to see it. All right. So can we talk about it? No. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it took you that long to. <laughs> no, uh, it's it's totally worth seeing. We'll talk about it. No, uh, there is there is a couple of spoilers that are not really spoilers. But, Brian, you saw it. You enjoyed it? Yeah. And in my mind, it's, uh, you know, Home Alone 7. So, oh my God! Yes, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, just Home Alone Seven. It, uh, you know uh, the uh, uh, him versus the 
uh, what's the uh, the, um, the goofy crooks? Uh, yeah, the, uh, the Russian mafia. Uh, well, it's, uh, it's pretty funny that you say that because uh, my wife was went somewhere or another, and so the boys and I were at home, and we watched uh, The Shining, and mm-hmm. nobody. And I think Grayson said at the part where, where the end where he starts making all this stuff in the factory or whatever, he's like, this is like Home Alone. I'm like, yeah, yeah it is kind of like Home Alone. So anyway, it is a John Wick-ish type story uh, with Bob Odenkirk. And uh, thoroughly enjoy it. Not necessarily a good movie, but I found it thoroughly enjoyable. Christopher Lloyd's in it. So mm-hmm. that's that's got to account for something there, Podman Ron. It's always a plus. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, although it is sad when you see Christopher Lloyd looking so old, holding a shotgun and killing people left. I mean, he looks like he can barely stand up. He did not look comfortable. But no, uh, well, I think this the movie gets extra points because Bob Odenkirk basically pulled it off. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah. You know, he 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 wasn't you know like uh, Matrix fighting like Keanu yeah. Reeves does. You know, like and 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 he was getting his ass handed to him. So it was, it, the fight scenes were, were you know pretty believable for the most part. Um, but yeah, the uh, uh, I enjoyed it. I wonder who they region uh, who they had cast for his brother because I'm pretty sure that guy that they ended up with was not who they had in mind. Uh, RZA Rizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Oh, is that who it was? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like they had somebody else in mind to, to play that character, and they, they had to go down the call sheet a bit before they, <laughs> before they found somebody. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it was... Uh, uh, no, you're right. That Bob Odenkirk totally pulled it off, and I, I think one of the things that I found more appealing to this movie than, than like, a John Wick or something, which are, again, fine movies and enjoyable and all that kind of stuff, is that he did get his ass handed to him plenty. Uh, and then here's a spoiler, a, a spoiler, non-spoiler. Uh, none of the good guys die. And I thought that was yeah. kind of uh, almost refreshing in a way that normally, especially you, you had his father, he was fighting along with the side of his old father and brother. And in a quote-unquote normal movie, you would expect one of those people to die and that way, mm-hmm. the main character would be like, "Oh, I've got to have my revenge on the rough and mafia." But no, everybody kind of came out unscathed for the most. The, yeah, it's, his brother got shot in the shoulder, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, so. and it kind of like it also kind of brings you to like the you want to see the whole family dynamic now. Right now that the wife knows right. and the dad and the brother are, are back in play, you know, you guys want to see what a, it's. It would almost be like Mister and Mrs. Smith, but like for the whole family. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so for that reason, I thought it was uh, a little bit of an '80s throwback, almost, mm-hmm. um, kind of like a Lethal Weapon or, or something like that. To where it's like, yeah, no one, none of the good people really get hurt, as opposed to you know, like John Wick, somebody kills his dog or something like you know, you have yeah. to go out on this revenge thing. This was a little bit more innocent in a weird way. Yeah, what he gets back in it for is just because he, you know, he has this mundane life. I will say this, Brad, he really overpaid for that factory. <laughs> Especially since it's, I don't know what the fuck he's going to do now. I guess he's got to burn. Yeah, that he blew down. he blew the shit out of it. Right? Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, when he when he paid for that factory from his uh, father in law, he gave him basically like a duffel bag full of gold bars, and I'm right. like, 
Uh, that factory may be worth like two gold bars. I was about to say, he'd probably get away with one or two. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it wasn't a 30 gold bar factory. No, not at all. Uh, but it was nice. He set it up. And, and again, the other thing that's ridiculous about these movies is that he set up all these booby traps, these Home Alone style booby traps for the Russian mob, not knowing that his father and his brother was going to be helping them out, you know, at the end. They weren't part mm-hmm. of the plan, but somehow they knew about all the booby traps, right? You know, and it's, a, yeah, again, but... completely stupid, but enjoyable. Exactly. I give exactly. it a... Yeah. I just took it as they, they learned all those booby traps from good old Papa. <laughs> Papa. Uh, I give it a four out of five, actually. I think it has some rewatchability. Uh, and, again, it's it's sort of a, a brain-dead type enjoyable movie. And uh, if you like Bob Odenkirk in the first place, you may be a little pleasantly surprised at him. Although, yeah, Better Call Saul is yeah. kind of you know, a nice, dramatic actiony type role whatever yeah i think i think if anybody else was in this movie it would probably be in a three out of five. yeah i think you're right yeah but odin kirk gets bonus points because he pulled it off right so i agree i'll give it four out of five there you go podman ron you gotta watch it now streaming on hbo max I'll watch it. this is uh this is a movie i've been wanting to see so i'm i'll gonna take advantage of uh some dead time this weekend there for, you go for a change all right. But for me, it'll always be Home Alone 7. Yeah, it's totally, yeah. <laughs> Home Alone, grown, grown, grown up. Uh, but yeah, so don't worry about watching your TV shows. Watch, watch a movie. But going to TV land. I've been watching a few TV shows here, but I, I kind of I moved it over to uh, actually I guess just one TV show in the what you looking at because I haven't finished it. Uh, but you guys put a, Lost in Space, The Mandalorian, and Joe Pickett. I'm curious about this one, Brian. Oh, yeah. I, uh, Joe Pickett's not me. Oh, it's not you. That's me. Oh my Joe goodness. Joe is me. <clears throat> what? Uh, well, let's yeah. let's start with Joe Pickett. What is Joe Pickett, Pod Man Ron? I'm curious. Ticket is a poor man's justified. It is it is the most <laughs> absurd show I've seen in a long time that tries to pull off being serious and dramatic. And where so is it where can we find Joe Pickett? Let me let me tell you the premise of Joe Pickett. You can find uh the fine programming on it's a spectrum original. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So <laughs> I think that frames it. That's good. I like that. Joe Pickett is uh, involves the uh, the very uh, dangerous job of the the Wyoming Department of Natural Resource. <laughs> he is a DNR officer for Wyoming, and uh, he wears a hat kind of like Raylan's, but a little bit goofier, and uh, he kind of looks a little like Timothy Oliphant in a way. It's, it's clearly they want to. They were trying to cast to kind of look like that guy. Not quite as handsome. Um, not quite as handsome, and he's just a doofus. He's got, you know, he's got a family, he's got a wife, he's got two kids, expecting a baby. So, you know, the writers are trying to think, how can we make a DNR agent interesting? You know, what kind of mystery can we have? So, 
it's basically a uh, he's in this little small town of the county of Wyoming and uh, it's a land deal and this this evil land deal or people are trying to buy up all this land and we're trying to figure out why why they're trying to buy it up and why is all these people getting murdered well it turns out to get the DNR agent into it because you know they don't really investigate murders or doing anything else he he has discovered that the people are getting murdered because they have found the people who bought the land has found a extinct weasel living on the land oh wow and if there's an extinct weasel living on the land then they can't build their pipeline so they're they're trying to kill all the weasels so uh, they can build a pipeline. It, it's so absurd, and it's and they they try to make it really dramatic. And uh, you know he's he's fighting for his life, and his wife gets shot, and uh, you know loses their baby, and it's it, all this for a weasel. Does when when they kill the weasels, does it go to like the slasher POV? You know, <laughs> Actually, like the Michael Myers, where you can see through the eye holes as he's killing the weasels. The way they kill the weasel is like caddyshacking. They holes, they blow up the holes, but you know, instead of like polarity, they show like mangled bits of weasels everywhere. Oh wow! It's pretty gruesome. But uh, you know, most DNR agents would probably went fuck this. What are <laughs> I ain't getting paid enough. I don't get paid enough for this bullshit. <laughs> Do what you want. I ain't gonna look. I mean, it's just, it's just really dumb. Yeah, it seems like, like in real life it would be like, yeah, where's my payoff? I mean, <laughs> I'm perfectly willing to look the other way. Just I, I'm gonna yeah. get a little cheddar cheese. Yeah, it's almost well, you know, or, or, almost five not o'clock. Not even that much. It's right, almost 10, five o'clock. Right? Yeah, kill all well, the weasels you want. I mean, the first like three episodes, all the townspeople are looking at Joe Dirt or whatever he's playing. And I remember, I mean, about his uniform as a kid. We lost you. Yeah, we're losing you there, Podman Ryan. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. It's big oil. Big oil's cutting in. Yeah. They don't like that. They They heard the plot. So I'm going to be very surprised if there's a Joe Pickett. Through season two, but then again, it, it did keep you know interested for ten episodes. So, it's a but uh. it almost felt like you're being auto tuned. Yeah, justified. This, this is from the band that, that didn't like The Wire. He just watched ten episodes <laughs> of Joe Pickett. Yeah, just a bitch and about Department it. Department of Natural Resources. Yeah, I yes. had to work. It was during my. So I had to, you know, have something to do the, All right. while I was watching things. All right. So, so recommend or no? Uh, no, I would not recommend the show. All right. Do not I do recommend it. watching Justified for the fourth time. Uh, all right. Lost in Space. That's another one of your shows, though. You do recommend that, right? Yeah, but I, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. So. All right. Yeah, did we talk about the finale? Yeah. All right. Yeah, excellent show. It ended at the right time. If they did decide to spin it off and it's Robot and Will, like, you know, 
exploring new planets, that would be pretty interesting too. That would be good. You know, I I like the character Will in this. I like the robot in this. <clears throat> this this was a really good sci-fi show. Uh, I mean, I need to watch it. <clears throat> they they held, they took a corny concept from the '60s, and 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 really made it a really interesting and good sci-fi show with some top-notch special effects for TV. I mean, like, very movie-quality special effects. And the, and, well, and the, the biggest thing is, I mean, the, the, the effects are good, it's well-written, but the casting of the family, everybody is is great. Yeah, you know, uh, Judy's great, uh, Will's great, um, uh, oh, what's the, the middle sister? Penny. Penny. Penny's Penny's my favorite one. Um, yeah, they were all great. I mean, they weren't annoying kids. I mean, they, they that was the thing. They were they were kids for the most part. I mean, Julie is it Julie? Judy. Judy. I mean, she was older. She was early twenties. But I mean, they were all great, great cast, great characters. And sure. I, I'm looking for Molly Parker. I do. Uh, there's something about Molly Parker. Uh. Well, go watch uh, Deadwood season one, and you can see her hairy armpits. Mm. I've already Deadwood season one, <laughs> but the, the hairy she, armpits didn't didn't disqualify. No, no, even though that is gross. Uh, she was good in Goliath first season of Goliath, and uh, she's really good in here. So yeah, I like Molly Hart. But yeah, uh, great show. And uh, probably the best thing about the show is, or uh, other than like everything we already mentioned, they knew when to wrap it up. They really did, yeah. They wrapped it up in a good time, and you know, it, it had a definitive ending. Oh, okay, so it's over. The series is yeah, it's okay. over. If they want to, like I said, if they want to spin it out, because basically, Will and the robot go. They're still trying to find planets that are uh, habitable, and so Will, robot, and the Jupiter two, they go off, and they're they they go on these like uh, six month missions to try and find other worlds that huh. that can be inhabited. All right, so. Yeah, it was a good show, Brad. I, I would your kids. I think your kids would like it. Well, if you think they would um, like to go to a toy fair too, but you know. Yeah, and I don't think it's gonna happen. Your dad will fucking take them. So come on. No. All right. Uh, moving on. I will watch it eventually. Maybe uh, now that it's over with and finite, that makes me feel better. I can, you know, I know when it's going to end. Uh, and Netflix didn't cancel it too soon. They let it. They let it finish. All right, good. So. Uh, the Mandalorian and/or Boba Fett. Uh, I am, I think, three episodes behind or so. I'm not sure, but well, stop watching the first four episodes and yeah. just watch the last two. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought there were only six to begin with. No, there's there's seven. There's oh, okay. one episode left. Okay. Because you're not watching Boba Fett, you'll be watching season three of The Mandalorian in the last two episodes. Interesting. Okay, so Mando comes back and makes an appearance. Not just makes an appearance. Like, they completely flip it. Boba Fett, in in the last two episodes, Boba Fett's maybe been in three minutes worth of, of the show. Hmm. Interesting. It's It's basically, it's the most, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen a show do. They basically just completely ditch the main plot line and the main character and focus on the Mandalorian for the last two episodes and Grogu and Luke and Ahsoka. And, I mean, it's literally, uh, I talked to Alex earlier. He was, uh, it was like, uh, this is Mandalorian season 2.5. Huh. Interesting. So, 
Well, you know what? And this last one, the one that premiered last night, it was so – I mean, fan service out the ass. I mean, hmm. they – I was even excited for it because, I mean, we're, we're seeing Luke Skywalker that we always wanted to see right after Return of the Jedi. And it's really cool to meet up with Ahsoka, who was Anakin's apprentice. And seeing and, them uh, on screen, yeah. Them on screen together. Really fucking cool to see one of the best characters ever to come out of the Clone Wars, in my opinion, was Cad Bane. One of the coolest design characters. And now to see him in real life on this show, oh, I mean, wow. they really... They really fucking threw everything into the. Were all three of those though, all three of those characters in the last episode? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, man. And it even and Luke, made it. Luke had like 20, 20, 30 minutes worth of screen time. A de aged yeah. looking like just stepped out of Return of the Jedi. Oh really okay. Cool. Wow. I, mean, I need to watch it. It almost this, made up for for the fact that they killed Timothy Oliphant. We don't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go. That's another Timothy Oliphant was in it. Raylan Gibbons, Timothy Oliphant playing Raylan Gibbons was in, in space. In space. He He's space Raylan. It's space Raylan. <laughs> but, uh, well, we don't know if he's dead. And he just, just ran up to him. They never, he only got shot once. The other guy got shot like three times. So, but yeah, it was uh, very, very, I mean, the last two episodes, uh, yeah. the fifth episode, it was like, oh, Mandalorian showing up for a minute. And then you're like 40 minutes in, and they still haven't shown Boba Fett. And it's like, what the hell is going on? What, what, they well, never, what are they doing? They never showed Boba Fett that, that fifth episode. And then now we've got this episode where, uh, you know, Boba Fett's in it for like two minutes. Um, yeah. But, uh, but it's so weird that, like, the first two episodes of the show was Boba Fett getting out of the Sarlacc, Boba Fett befriending the Tuscans, right. the whole montage of Boba Fett showing the Tuscans how to ride speeder bikes, right? <laughs> uh, episode three, they're all dead, and now we're introduced <laughs> to all these goofball uh, uh, teens with their cybernetics and their Pee Wee Herman bikes. Uh, like, episode four, like the Huts and the Rancor thing, it's all just kind of like, oh, this is, this is god-awful. I can't, and then we get to episode five. I, I don't know if the writers... And the producers bored themselves to tears <laughs> uh, and just immediately course corrected, right? Or if this was the plan all along, right? Because I, I kind of think uh, this was Filoni, or not even necessarily Filoni, but Favreau basically saying, hey, look, Filoni needs his own Star Wars movie. You know, because if you take the last two episodes of The Mandalorian, and then whatever we have in this final episode, you know, the big battle scene, that's almost like a movie structure, you know? You know, and, and if you're honestly, if you you can de-age Luke to that good TV show, they could do that for a fucking movie and really tell a really cool story that happened, like, right after the end of the Jedi. You go back to that time and forget yeah. all that fucking sequel shit, you know, 7, 8, and 9. Yeah, and it's like the, the Disney, it's like everybody loves Filoni. Like, the best stuff we've gotten with Star Wars, bar none, since, you know, the 80s, 
has been the Filoni stuff, the Clone Wars, the Rebels, uh, Mandalorian. That's the stuff everybody likes. This other shit, like, it, it never lands. Hmm. But they won't give Filoni a movie, and they won't make him like the Feige of Star Wars. They need a Feige for Star Wars, and they've got Dave Filoni, and they're not doing anything. So I honestly think these, the, they, they basically said, all right, well, we're, we're going to sell it as Boba Fett, but really this is going to be like a, a backdoor um, pilot for uh, Ahsoka uh, and her show and Mandalorian, the next season of Mandalorian, and if we want to do uh, the Marshalls TV show, right, because they had talked about that with uh, Gina Serrano, and you could bring uh, – you could – have that Raylan thing be part of it. Like, uh, like why, you know, the, they, um, they established these marshals for, uh, for the universe. So, but yeah, I, I don't, and then bringing in Cad Bane as a big heavy or even introducing like, uh, Kirsten. So, or Kirsten, like, you know, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very weird. It's very, it's very weird, but the last two episodes have been excellent. Hmm. It's just you had to slog okay. through the first four. I guess you didn't have to. <laughs> they are. <laughs> you didn't miss anything if you missed it, right? Right. No, you really. Uh, I, 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 I cannot believe how bad that that Boba Fett show is. Hmm. I mean, is that the general yeah. sentiment? Do you know of the fanboys, or does everybody else love everybody, it? No, everybody's confused by it. Everybody's hmm. saying the same thing we are. You know. You took a cool character, you put him in charge of this crime syndicate, you're expecting him to do something, and he doesn't do No one knows what the fuck is he doing. He <laughs> takes tributes from other people, people, and he walks around, and that's pretty much it. Uh, I well, mean, it's... Well, what about in episode... And, and then there's just these logic gaps. Like, in episode four, they're confronted in the street by these assassins who have energy shields and they, they encircle them. And it's like, they forget that Boba Fett's wearing a jetpack. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? like all he has to do is just fly out. I mean, they're not, they're not blocking him from flying out. They're encircling him. And it's like, what the fuck? It is so bad. And it, you just don't understand. It's like, you've waited so long to finalize in the way. And then do this. All right, but yeah, uh, and he, he will now. Even Kevin Smith came out and said, you know, stop taking the fucking helmet off. Oh, really? Like, leave the helmet on Boba Fett. So. <laughs> wow. Hashtag leave the helmet on. All right, well, that's that's disappointing for Boba Fett, but good news elsewhere, it sounds like. I will have to check out the last few episodes, I guess. Yeah, the last few episodes are great because they're just a, a, a palette. Uh, or a palate cleanser and appetizer for Mandalorian Season 3. All right. All right. That's good enough for me. I will check it out. Uh, what else? Uh, retro review. Oh, my gosh. I, I didn't even look at what we had on the retro review. We've got a lot of stuff happening in the past. Well, I've got a, a litany of things just to, to roll mm-hmm. through. So I'd already mentioned The Shining. Uh, but, yeah, I've been busy too, Podman Ron. I haven't been watching no damn Joe Pickett, but I've been catching up on my Marvel movies. I've been getting my Marvel on. And I've watched well, Black Widow and Eternals. 
What'd you think? Black Widow was almost insufferable. Uh, uh, what's her face? Florence yeah. Pugh was the oh, only bright and shiny moment of the uh, the movie, and she wasn't that bright and shiny. I mean, she was much more. I enjoyed her much more in, in Hawkeye, but she was about the only reason I kept watching. Uh, but yeah, it was almost insufferable. Do you agree? That it's really weird that they got. You know, they've been telling us Black Widow. They promised Scarlett Johansson her own movie all this time, basically to say, "Hey, we, yeah, we need you to show up, but you're going to be the least likable person and have the most boring storyline in this film." Oh my Really, gosh. just setting up Florence Pugh. Well, yeah, I mean that that's hard. But what they did with everybody else, and I'm certainly not uh, going to give a full retro review on it, but. Uh, shit, I can't remember the the Russian Captain America, the Guardian, and Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Again, you had they just watered down characters so much to where it's just how well, do you make task, Taskmaster as uninteresting as possible? And they did it. Congratulations, yeah, they did know, it. The Taskmaster in the comics character, he's like he's a mouth, he's he's funny, he's got charisma. He's a cool character. I don't know what the fuck they did. And it was supposed to be a big reveal that it was a female. And Taskmaster loved Chong. Bubba Chong, Bubba Chong. Oh, mean, gosh, yeah. You know, men will need to say it. And, and then I like, I actually liked Red Guardian. I didn't have a problem with him. I, 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 I liked his backstory a little bit. That's what, so, I was, well, that's what I was about to say. The character and everything was fine in it, and the actor and all that stuff. But they didn't give them anything to fucking do. It's sort of like, oh, let's introduce interesting characters and not have them do anything interesting. Right. Well, yeah. well and I, I couldn't mean, shake the feeling feeling watching that film or watching that movie. It's like uh, you're you go to your job and then your boss comes in and says, "Hey, we want you to try to uh, train your replacement." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then the, uh, the, the, the black women died the whole time, and, you know, that's where. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, it was definitely not worth watching uh, ever again. Yeah, how about The Eternals? Eternals, uh, I didn't hate it as much as I thought it was. Still a very uninteresting movie. I'm not saying it's a good movie by any means. It was pretty to look at. Uh, but the characters were boring. The story was boring. I mean, I just did not give a shit at all. Five out of five. Five out of five. <laughs> I give it a five for the cinematography and that hot, hot <laughs> sex scene. Eternals, my, my problem with that is it's just they introduce a lot of characters that can be used somewhere else, but flip flopping. You know, their storytelling was all out of walk. Yeah. You know, and I know they're cinematic with it. But it just made it all confusing and boring, and yeah. I, you know, just boring. Celestial was cool. I like the celestial. Yeah, yeah, all of that stuff. The the Kirby S type stuff, and and the costumes were good, and all that. Guy. But it's just like that's not enough to, not enough flash, not not too much flash, not enough substance. I don't know if you've ever heard that saying before, Podman Ron. I know you love your flash, uh, but you know the other thing that I'm. Uh, that I'm sick of, and uh, I guess it's pretty much all the movies. Uh, it's just the convenience of everybody's powers. Just oh, I have a power to create a sword out of nothing, 
and so therefore I never have to worry about losing my sword or whatever. Or and then and again, Iron Man was the same way. To where it's like, okay, well, in Iron Man two, there was like, oh my gosh, he's going to get ran over by in the uh, the racetrack because he doesn't have his armor on, and there's a Happy has to get him the suitcase, and he does all of that. Now, you know, you fast forward toward the end of Endgame and all that, and it's like, nah, he's always got his armor on. It's it's built inside sure. of him and all that stuff. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, Batman being equipped with shark propellant. Yeah. Exactly. Everything is too fucking convenient. I think one of my complaints about the new Batman movie, uh, which I'm not sure if I want to go see or not, to be honest with you guys. I mean, I'll see it when it comes on HBO Max, but I don't know if I want to sit through three hours of Batman. But it's in the trailer where we saw where they people are shooting point blank at him with machine guns, and he's just waving it off because of his body armor and everything. It's like, that's... It no, takes a little bit of. I know, but you know what I mean. They're making these all of these superheroes too uh, conveniently uh, powerful or something. I, oh, they're too op. I don't know. Too op, and well, I don't especially like when it. it's supposed to be more grounded. Right, right. So, but we'll see. Holding yeah. judgment, but I'm not looking forward to a three hour movie. Um, but anyways, Eternals, yeah, better than I thought it was going to be, but still very uninteresting and could care less about it and uh i was looking forward to the end to see the horrible cgi of pip uh which yeah. they didn't improve they yeah. had time to improve that even and they didn't i mean it was horrible it looks like uh, it's a character from toy story showed up in the movie <laughs> yeah uh, so anyway uh, let me run through these real quick, Brian. The other ones that we watched with, with my kids, so Wages of Fear, a 1950s French movie about uh, these guys who are uh, transporting nitroglycerin from one place to another, and uh, they pay for it with Wages of Fear. Very good movie. Uh, the Shining, watched that with my boys as well. Uh, they, uh, I could have sworn that they had watched it before, uh, because they knew everything that was going to happen, but they kept saying, "Oh no, we remember this from The Simpsons." So, like, <laughs> Jack would get locked in the the freezer or whatever or the storage cabinet. And they're like, "Oh, the ghost is going to let him out, right?" And I'm like, "How do you fucking know that? You've, have you watched this behind my back?" And they're like, "No, it was uh, Groundskeeper Willie did that in The Simpsons or whatever." I'm like, okay, so The Simpsons ruined The Shining for for my kids. Um, and then lastly, Border which uh, you may not be aware of, uh, but it is a Swedish movie, I believe, Swedish movie uh, from a few years ago. Uh, and just kind of a, let me, a customs officer who can smell fear develops an unusual attraction to a strange traveler while aiding a police investigation, which will call into question her entire existence. Um, so it's uh, science, or more of a fa uh, fantasy type movie, because she's not necessarily human, as it turns out, and it gets into some weird, weird areas. But uh, I recommend that if you can find it uh, somewhere. Border, Podman Road. Hmm. Does that pique your interest whatsoever? Can you uh, a customs officer, <laughs> as opposed to a yeah. DNR? A DNR officer. All right. Can you give us a quick uh, uh, PMR rating on all th uh, three films? Rapid Fire, Black Widow. Black Widow, one. Eternals. One. Wages of Fear. Three. 
uh, The Shining? Three. The Shining? Yeah, I mean, Border. again, you should watch it. Uh, three. Right. Yeah, so again, Shining and uh, Border were uh, The Shining. The problem I had with The Shining, sort of, was that, and I know that the, the movie, which is considered a classic, of course, I enjoyed the movie, uh, but the movie differs, I think, widely from the book, which I'm assuming has something a little bit more to do with The Shining itself. Like the movie The Shining seems like it seemed like it was more focused on the ghost story rather than the kid's ability to uh, converse with people mentally, telepathy. Yeah, um, yeah. The book. So the book delves a lot more into. Um, uh, Anthony's, um, cause it's, the son's name is Anthony, right? Uh, yeah, let's say it is. I think I'm almost Danny. Sure it's Anthony. Danny. Danny. Oh, that, that's right. It's Danny. His middle name is like Anthony. Okay. It's Daniel Anthony Torres, uh, um, uh, Torres. But, um, so there's a whole subplot where he has like an imaginary friend named Tony. Right. Who's a little bit older than he is. Right. And, and so he'll say, you know, well, Tony told me this and Tony said not to go in that room. And Tony said this and Tony said that. And, and the mom gets frustrated with him and the dad's like, yeah, stop talking about Tony. Well, it's, it's basically Danny, like, uh, in the future telling oh, him, okay. like trying to guide him. Gotcha. Right. So it's like that sixth sort of sense sort of thing going on. Uh, and Scatman Crothers does not die. In um in the book, thank God uh, he lives and and Danny's mother they move because you remember he says he has family in Florida, um and so when when they get out and they leave they they go to Florida and that's where Danny lives until uh, and Scatman Brothers basically is like a you know uh, uh, a father figure to him oh okay like uh um I'm trying to think what other differences there are um in the film there's they get a uh, they get a lot more in depth into the ghosts and what what the deal was with the ghosts like the 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 um the guy that uh created the overlook and the the, the guy in the dog costume like what right. the deal yeah, was with yeah, that. yeah so it gets it's more into like like the the history of the hotel and a lot of like the subplots of the different ghosts okay. that are in the hotel yeah, so that that's why yeah, I was I, that's why I give it a, a three because it's sort of like if there were so many things that felt like it was not finished, sort of like or whatever. But anyway, have you watched Doctor Sleep? Yes, and that that okay. felt like it was went the other way to where it was less. Of, it wasn't a heart art house movie. It was more of a you know more poppy type modern movie, which it was. Yeah, but, and, and but it's supposed to be more the sequel to the book than the. Yeah, you could tell it was, you know, you could tell, it, again, it didn't, they don't fit together at all. Yeah, the, the two movies. Um, so, yeah, so that's mine. All right, Train to Busan. Train to Busan. I, I, you know, I, it's it's one of those that's been in my Netflix queue for probably three years, you know. Uh, and I finally went, you know what, I'm going to watch it. And uh, I got to say, it's a, considering, you know, how uh, how much you know zombie glut we have now? Right. You know, uh, post apocalyptic zombie. You know all that kind of stuff. 
it's really well made. I'm so, glad you enjoy it. I the um, uh, the logistics of a lot of the attack scenes are uh, genuinely kind of you know nail biting. You know, right? Uh, um, and where you see the stuff going wrong, it's believable in how it's going wrong. And, and the way they kind of took the environments and created these scenarios around the environments, whether it's on the train or in the train depot or in the train station, you know, all that stuff was, uh, was really entertaining. And, and, uh, it's, it's a great, uh, zombie movie. Great it's a, uh, it's a good film. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's no English, um, dub mm-hmm. of it. So you got to read it, but mm. even that is totally fine. <laughs> no problem with the uh, the subtitles, um, and it uh, introduced us to uh, a man who would later become Gilgamesh in uh, in the Eternals, Don Lee. So yeah, well, there the, you uh, go. There's your tie-in. There's your tie-in. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a good movie. Um, they don't they don't explain you know really how the yeah. the zombies start. It's just everything goes to shit. The only like gripe I have is they said like the the train trip was only supposed to be an hour, like oh, he okay. actually says that yeah. you know early in the film because he's bringing the his daughter to right. to see her mom, and uh, um, man they were on that tra- they were on that train for a good seven hours like it was it was not <laughs> a, a quick oh, jaunt no it was not a jaunt um, and it's and, and what's weird too is because it, they keep getting these broadcasts of everything going to shit outside the train, you know what's happening in the city and that sort of thing. And it's like I, this shit escalated in forty five minutes to this point. <laughs> like so, uh, yeah, that, that, that is a little uh, that's a little wonky. Like like this, some of their timetable stuff is weird. Uh, the timeline stuff is weird, but. Uh, yeah, it's a really, really good movie. And I know it's subtitles PMR, but I absolutely recommend watching it. Yeah, definitely. Subtitles, that's, that's too much close to reading. Yeah, that's true. It's 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 good. I, I've, I gave it a 5 out of 5. It's uh, good. And I I have not yet. Really? What's that? What, why do you roll your eyes at my 5 out of 5 for, for Train to Passan? It's really good. It's really good. Here's the thing, PMR. If you if you watch it for like the first like five minutes, ten minutes, you don't realize that you're you're just reading at that point. You're reading it. It's like you it's go not see like Ghostbusters. You gotta sound it out out loud. You know, uh, like your <laughs> your reading proficiency should be at a level that, that it, it's uh, it's no issue. It's no issue to do it. No. So, but uh, yeah, you keep cutting out in and out there. What language is it in? It's Korean. <laughs> it's Korean. But just pretend like you're at Ghostbusters Afterlife. You'll be okay. Oh. Sorry about that. No, it's a totally, it's a great movie. And one of the things I love about foreign movies in general, especially, you know, you know, horror movies and stuff, you, you for the most part, you don't know who these people are. So everybody's up for grabs. You don't know who That's the hell's going to die. Like, if you're, you're watching a Tom Cruise movie, you figure he's probably going to make it out alive. Uh, but well, with these, it's like, I don't know who the movie star is. So anybody could die at any moment, I think. And, and I would say, argue that this guy's got one of the top 10 bad guys of the last 10 years in the film. <laughs> that Weasley, you know, uh, CEO or corporate, you know, guy, uh, yeah. corporate guy is a piece of shit. 
God, like you just wanted to die. Like bite him. Every time there's a scene, I'm like, bite that guy. Yeah, bite that guy. If we're if you watch that on uh, is it on Net or Amazon? I think where'd you watch it? Uh, I think it's on Amazon. On Amazon. Also on yeah, I think it is on Amazon. I haven't watched it yet. It's Soul Station, which is the animated prequel to Train to Busan. Oh, Seoul, Seoul, yeah, the the city, Seoul, like Seoul Korea, yeah. So I think it t- probably gives all the backstory of everything. All right. Uh, what else? Oh, anything else that you want to review, Podman Ron? Yeah, I think I'm good. All right, we'll we'll try to go to really quick. Go. What you looking at? What you looking at, Brian? Guardians of the Galaxy video game. Yeah, uh, Eidos, which is the company that does uh, Tomb Raider, um, uh, has put out a Marvel uh, video game around Guardians of the Galaxy. And, you know, the Avengers game was just hated. Yeah, People hated, hated the Avengers that. game. Um, and the Avengers game's got some open world components. You can play as multiple characters. Guardians doesn't have any of that. Guardians, you're pay- playing Peter Quill the whole time. You have like a, a game function where you can manage your team, uh, where it's you know it's like you can use group special ability to do almost like an RPG, like it's almost like a um, role playing game for the team and a first person shooter for you. Uh, so basically, you your uh, your four buttons are assigned to either Gamora, Groot, Rocket, or uh, Drax. And so you use those buttons to get them to launch attacks while wow. you're in a first-person shooter mode. So it's kind of a hybrid there. Uh, it's full voice cast. It's, uh, I mean, there's there's uh, voice acting through the whole thing. There's comments constantly happening. There's, there's side dialogue um, chains that you can unlock. There's all sorts of Easter eggs. Just in the first, like, five minutes of the video game, uh, it starts, you know, uh, it's your first-person view. You're Peter, and his mom comes in, and and then you can kind of explore his bedroom. And in his bedroom, he's got, like, a Chewbacca action figure, you know, like the the, the Chewbacca action figure from the 80s, the exact figure. Uh, He's got um, a poster of Dazzler, and it's the cover (laughs) of, you know, um, Dazzler number one. Yeah. You know, um, uh, but it's it's made into like a like a, a concert poster. Uh, lots of cool like uh, um, Easter eggs throughout the whole game, and, and it's a really cool game mechanic. You know, being able to uh, and and they and it's you can unlock outfits and stuff, but you're not going in. It's like okay, now I'm going to play as Rocket. Now I'm going to go play gotcha, as Drax. Yeah. Now I'm going to play as Gamora. It's it's singularly Peter Quill, and everybody loves it. Uh, you know, it's it's done much better than the Avengers game. And uh, it just seems like it was probably a side project and they left them alone. Yeah. And they were, had the free reign to do what they wanted to do. And they, they just made a really good game. Oh, so well, there you go. Gardens of the Galaxy. It's available on all platforms, Xbox, PlayStation, and even the Nintendo Switch. Uh, you have to play it uh, in a cloud. It's a, it's a cloud uh, game where you have to sign into the cloud to play it because the, the data is much too large. For right the, for just a Nintendo Switch to be able to process, but uh, but yeah, once you sometimes you have problems getting into the cloud and that sort of thing. It's kind of a nuisance because it'll take a couple minutes to load to launch. But uh, once you're in, it's uh, it's a really good game. So five right. out of five. 
All right, five out of five. Uh, the only thing that I'm kind of looking at, although I've fallen off, I think I may have completely fallen, is uh, Yellow Jackets. Brian, under your uh, suggestion, started watching Yellow, Jack- Yellow Jackets with the wife. And uh, I kind of got, it, it's interesting, but then, you know, when you do this, you get into the, the co-viewing habit and maybe you knock out a few episodes one night and then and then it's like oh well i'm gonna be doing this well wait for me on that so i finally just said you know what you go ahead and watch them uh, i may or may catch up with you i don't know so i think i've watched three yeah. episodes good interesting i just don't know if i'll finish it well and, that, and that's the whole thing is it's like you know uh did you watch that without me god damn it like i right. didn't know you wanted to watch it you know right, or right. Or, hey, you want to watch this? Well, I can't. I got to do this. I got to do that. Exactly. Like, so yeah. You can't, uh, unless you're both free to watch it at the exact same. It's not, you know, it's not like, hey, I'll watch it now. You watch it later. We'll talk about it tomorrow and then watch the next episode. Nope. We got to be watching it at the exact time <laughs> and experiencing it at the exact same moment. Right. So. so what's Yellow Jackets about? Ah. Oh, we, we piqued your interest. It's. uh. Well, so I was kind of curious about it. It's high school, high school girls soccer team, which right there, you got me there. No, uh, it crashes in the middle of uh, some woods and they have to survive and do things weird to survive. And Brian pointed out, there's a little bit of supernatural elements in the woods and stuff like that. So, and it tells that story. And then it also does a time jump and tells the story of when they're adults as well and things that they're going through. To so yeah, it's set like in the, uh, it's set in the mid nineties and, and then current day. Uh, one of the girls has the shining, right? <laughs> and so whatever's happening, you don't know if she's going crazy or, or if she's at, inter- actually interacting with stuff that's malevolent in the, in the, right. in the woods. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, and then, like, to, there's a mystery today about, well, who actually survived? Who made it out of the woods? You know, and uh, somebody's blackmailing the girls now, uh, threatened to, to tell what they did back in the, you know, when they were in the 90s. And everybody's basically like, uh, and they haven't shown any cannibalism yet, but everybody, like, you know, they're, they're quasi-celebrities, you know, coming out of this because they're like, you know, they're, well, one, they're teenagers. They two, they were lost for like almost two years in the woods, uh, and and it's like, well, how'd you survive? You ate people, right? You had to have eaten people. But and it's like they wouldn't. That nobody talks about. It. They all. It's a big mystery of how they survived. What happened in yeah. the woods? So. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah. good. I just I don't know if I'll stick with it, but it's good. On Showtime. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to look into that. I will say it's got the absolute worst theme song of any show I've watched, and and long. The opening is long. yeah, and long. Yeah, it's but, a really long, obnoxious theme song. Yeah, like the Game of Thrones open is long, but you you, you watch it and it's enjoyable. <laughs> it's an enjoyable. Yeah. It kind of like uh, Daredevil or whatever type you know thing. Yeah, this is you're right about that. So you have to skip the intro. Um, but Ooh, yeah, awesome. we need to we we need to help you out find a new TV show to watch there, Podman Ron. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was uh, not to change the subject. I was reading the uh, new data, data reveals which Marvel shows drove the most Disney Plus subscribers. 
Which Marvel? So say that again. You, you so, cut out a little bit. What was that? Which data revealed which Marvel shows drove the most Disney Plus subscribers? All right. Which ones? So, which one do you think it would be? They wouldn't all Too recent for Hawkeye. Out of the five. I'm assuming it's got to be Loki. (laughs) Well, you would be wrong on both. Hawkeye drove the most. Oh, did Loki Loki and What If drove the least. The two two that's been picked up again has, has drove the least subscribers, but Hawkeye drove the most, followed by WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. See, I thought they said that Hawkeye was getting beat by, uh... oh, crap. Oh, Hawkeye was getting beat by Lost in Space. Hmm. Not according to this, it, had the, it caused the most subscribers. That's interesting, because, uh, yeah, like, uh, back in December, there was an article that said that Hawkeye was getting beaten by Lost in Space. They lie. Um, and The Mandalorian is really popular. <laughs> But what blew them all out of the water is, uh, but it was released during the, the uh, pandemic, was Hamilton. Hamilton blew wow. them all out of the water. Still haven't watched that. During the pandemic? Yeah, this goes back to, the, the, it starts in 2020, so it goes to 20, till just this last month. So, where uh, Hamilton. You heard it here first. Folks, PMR <laughs> declares the pandemic over. It's over. Over. Good for you. Over like a year ago. Good for you. It's about time. Y'all get y'all's asses back to work. What? No, no. I'm working. <laughs> I'm working, boss. Come on. All come right. On. <sighs> well, well, that's uh, that's a lot of stuff we covered. Y'all. Yeah, I think that about does it. We're at like a two-hour episode. Uh, just about, yeah, 145. You're, you're welcome, listeners. Yeah. What do we got coming up? We got, uh, we got That's what I call content. <laughs> that is good content. What do we got coming up? We don't, uh, do you, I don't know of any movies that are coming out other than... We got Moonfall. Oh, that's which... out now, right? Moonfall, yeah, it comes out tomorrow. We've got, uh, in two weeks, we've got Nathan Drake. Uh, um, yeah, uh, there's something else coming out this month. What is it? Um, oh. Uncharted, Nathan Drake. Oh, oh. Yeah, something else popular coming out this month. Maybe I'm thinking of the Batman in a month. Yeah, Batman's, you know, uh, first, uh, first week of March. Oh, Batman tickets go on sale the 10th. Mm. So keep that in mind, listeners, uh, so you don't run into the same issue we had with Spider-Man <coughs> Far From Home. But, uh, but yeah, Mark, uh, February 10th, uh, pre-sale goes out for uh, uh, Batman. Yeah, what about any uh, Disney Plus shows coming out? I mean, I think the next episode we'll, we'll talk about the rap maker. Um, the what maker? When does Peacemaker. Oh, Peacemaker, yeah. yeah <laughs> I thought Peacemaker, I didn't we'll have the finale by next time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marvel is going to be Moon Knight, so after uh, oh. Mandalorian Season 2.5, we're going to get uh, go right into Moon Knight. So, um, 
Well, there's some interesting stuff coming out. Yeah. I will uh, settle on a oh, TV show. Uh, Death on the Nile. Death on the Nile is February 9th. So this week <laughs> is uh, moon, Moonfall and Death on the Nile is next week. Yeah, I'll let y'all watch that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. But that's a pretty big movie for February. You know what they say about February movies, though? What do they say about February? That's just where they just throw shit out there just to... Just to throw shit out. They're they're too terrible to uh, release during the Christmas holidays or the summer days, so they just kind of throw them out there just in hopes that someone will watch them. Or or in time for award season. They're trying to get out in time for award season. Yeah. But I don't think they're trying to get uh, um, Nathan Drake's Uncharted out, <laughs> out for time, award. Uh, I don't know. People award. love or that Tom Holland kid. Award season. People yeah. love that kid. That kind of looks pretty good. Problem is, you know, if you go watch it as well, maybe that's more reason for him not to come back to Spider-Man. Yeah, they'll, they'll throw some money at him. He'll be okay. Yeah, they'll back up a truck to him. He's, I'm I'm sure we're going to start hearing about some renegotiation with him soon because yep. they'll make a billion-dollar movie and not try to renegotiate the contract a little bit. He can be replaced. Hey, this is interesting, Brad. Hmm? On uh, February 25th, they're re-releasing The Godfather in cinemas for its 50th anniversary. Wow. I've been that? doing that with uh, Rathacon this year, and I could never find a place for it. So. Oh. My AMC's got it. I mean, check uh, it out. Meticulously restored in 4K high dynamic uh, range. It took three years. To restore it? Wow. There we go. How about that? And that's sad is no one will be able to tell Yep, no, it's still going to look still like an old movie to me. It's still going to look grainy, yeah. That's one I haven't let the kids watch yet, but, uh, or Jacob. Jacob could probably watch The Godfather at this point, but, uh, have you let, uh, your, your two watch The Godfather no, yet? No, no. But I did see that, uh, I think we've watched parts of it. We haven't watched the whole thing. Uh, not really related, but it just made me think of it. Untouchable. The Untouchables is oh, on yeah, HBO Max. Yeah, uh, yeah that was what I was saying a while back that it's a part of that like quasi right, tombstone. Universe. And, what was the, the third one? Uh, the Patriot. Patriot. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yep. Yeah, HBO Max dropped a bunch of bunch of stuff. I won't say it's a bunch of good stuff, but Chinatown, Chinatown no. is on there. Um, as well as, I, I gotta believe it's one of your favorites somewhere or another, uh, Ice Pirates. If you oh, remember. Ice Pirates. Yeah. That's something to watch with the kids from 1984. The Ice Pirates. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, I, it, I, I gotta believe that it's a horrible, horrible movie, but it may be fun to watch. Every Which Way But Loose. Never heard. Oh, we may well, have that seen. Would be a good one to watch with the kids. Yeah, we've seen that before. Uh, I I would almost bet we saw that together, Podman Ron, the Ice Pirates. I don't remember Ice Pirates. An interstellar band of pirates steals from the rich to give to the poor, helps a princess find her lost father, and discovers a source of water to slake to slake the thirst of the entire galaxy. It's a. Uh, Sci-fi you know comedy. What? I think we might have actually did see that. I think we might have, yeah. Robert Urich. 
Yeah. God rest his soul. God rest his soul. Iron Giant. Um, all right. Yeah. So lots of stuff there. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. All right. Well, Podman Ron, I hope you find a TV show that, that suits your needs. And you can uh, maybe give watched, us a review of something. Speaking of Robert Urich, has anyone watched the uh, Spencer for Hire movie on no. Netflix? No. I have not. Who was the star of it? Uh, uh, what's his face? Um, Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg. Right. Oh. Mark Wahlberg was Spencer, and uh, who was uh, um, Hawk? Was it Winston Dukes? Hang on. I don't know. I don't know. 40 means nothing to this interview. Hold on. All right, talk amongst yourselves. No, that's here. the TV show. No. Spencer uh, Confidential came out in 2020. Yep. When the pandemic still was a thing, right, PMR? Yeah, when yeah, it was still it. a thing. When it was, you know, a thing. When we, when we were being told it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Winston Duke was a hawk. No, good, good. Result. So, yeah, that's good casting. <clears throat> yeah, I may have to go watch Spencer Confidential before we jump back on the podcast. I would love it. Oh, if you we did. didn't even talk. Did we bury the lead that they're bringing back Quantum Leap? We talked about we talked about, about that last episode. Okay, all right. Okay, just making sure. This is sad. Okay, okay. Man, don't make fun of Podman Ron and his montages. All right, Podman Ron, watch find us find a new TV show for yourself next week. Um, I will. I will find something better than Joe Pike. Thank you. But until next time, Brian. Save it for the podcast.